You made it, everyone. You made it. Show number show number six. Man, I can't believe we're at the end. We're at the end already. This is man, time flies when you're having fun, right? Totally. totally, totally, totally. When you have control over your business, your practice, you guys. Show number six of BizBody this week. What we're doing? Sheet number six. Packet number six six six. Packet number six, guys. It's it's also an awesome episode. There are two Google Docs that we're sending out with this. It's feasibility. Will your business work on paper? Number one, and number two, the Rolling Twelve, Rolling Thunder. Where have you been? Where are you going? Yeah, this is tying it all together. So if you haven't done it already, where should they go? Bizbody.net. What should they do? Type in their email. We send this right out to you with an intro podcast and all the workflows so you don't have to write it on a napkin. Put the napkin down. Put it down. You don't want to be writing in your car either. No, especially when you're driving. It's like texting and driving. It's not a good idea. No. No, a really, really bad idea. So make sure that you go over to bizbody.net, get that done, and please leave us a review and a positive comment. Anything else? Um, at this point, good luck. <laughs> Best of luck, everyone. Make sure that, again, do the work piece by piece, put it together, map it out, You will not be disappointed. Feasibility workflow, the thing that everybody loves to do, right? No. Everyone loves numbers. Nope. They get into this field because they love becoming an accountant. Right. All right. Everyone hates it. Everyone hates it. So just wing it like we did. And that's exactly why we really sucked at what we did at first. So this is an awesome sheet to explore because it's crunching the numbers for whether or not something actually looks good on paper. And if it doesn't look good on paper, chances are it's not going to work out too well when you just wing it. Most of the time, if there's uh, smoke, there's fire. <laughs> and, and you can't dress this up yeah, with lipstick to yeah, make it look any better it's, if it's ugly. It's a pig. It's a pig, right? Pretty much. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Unless you, unless you like pigs. That's okay, too. I love bacon. Yeah. Ham. Ham's good. I like bacon better. Honey ham. Pork chip. Pork chops. Chorizo. Oof. Chorizo's good. Yep. So, okay, now off the food kick. So the monthly feasibility workflow is what we're looking at right now. And I have a whole instruction box set up in the upper right-hand corner of it. It's kind of a long workflow as far as lengthwise, but as far as what you actually need to fill out, um, the GymRite company, which is gymrite.com, it's a uh, coaching network for CrossFit boxes. As far as if you're in the exercise space and you're a CrossFit owner, they help coach up gym owners, which is a nice tool to have. Um, and they have a nice community for that. It's something that we experienced for, for a little bit, even though we don't have a CrossFit 
gym, we want to understand the um, group exercise model in with a with a better community, better community, better coaches. Right. <laughs> to have a, a more have a better understanding of that, and also, um, they had a lot of people. They have a lot of people that had a lot of success within the their organization. So we're like, well, what, what are they up to? And um, so we did that for what six months ish, six or seven, yeah, um, for a I while. Mean, I mean, it was kind of interesting, mostly because like um, the individual that was assigned to us, our coach, um, happened to be fairly close to where we were, you know, in location-wise, which is kind of ironic, I guess, you yeah. know, um, which, again, kind of turned in, it was probably somebody that we would have never reached out to initially, um, but since then has obviously, um, you know, we've had constant communication even after we stopped this process. Um, and he's a good resource to go to cause I mean, he's, he built his business from nothing and yeah. now has a thriving, you know, CrossFit box, which isn't anything like what we do, but a lot of the same principles apply to, you know, the type of, let's say like membership orientation we were looking to develop. Um, you know, I, I think it just became one of those things where, you know, it was a little out of his wheelhouse, but some of the things that he gave us to start to look at and really start to dial in gave us, you know, a good um, starting point for where we wanted to go with our gym and or membership and how we wanted to make that um, either something that we decided to really push forward with or whether or not like it was something that um, just financially doesn't make a lot of sense for us to try to tackle at this point based on where we were at. So, um, you know, I think it, uh, it was really helpful, um, in a lot of ways and, you know, part of it, you know, like I said, kind of got to the point where it wasn't exactly like they were, we weren't the exact type of client that they were used to working with we, we by were not any the, means. the exact client at all. Um, <laughs> but I thought, you know, Tyler made a, did a really good job kind of navigating through trying to help us out the best he could yeah. knowing that like we just didn't have the same type of model that if most people, if you're listening, Tyler Sullivan, thank you very much for your help and sticking with us for as long as you did because, because <laughs> right. everything that we gave you was like, well, I have no idea how that would work. I have no idea. This is how it would work in our model. And it was really interesting. Like you said, you know, when, when somebody is completely not used to what you're thinking as far as a model, and when we're thinking that we're, what we're doing is really different, it still comes back to numbers and very basic business principles, which is, okay, what are you thinking of paying your coaches or how much are people generating, how much are you paying in taxes, how much are you paying in overhead, and are you at least doing the due diligence to see if that works on paper? Right, and, you know some of the systems and some of the workflows that he was able to um, help us through kind of gave us a better sense of, you know, is this financially feasible based on how we envision this running? Or if we're going to make this work, like, are we going to have to cut out other areas of our business in order to solely focus on this to make this a profit center? And what's that going to do short term? To our business versus the long-term projections of where we think this could actually go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that it kind of woke us up a little bit on, hey, if we really want to make this work, 
we may have to kind of see a dip in revenue, you know, for the short term to be able to get this process built to where, you know, this could be this could be something that quadruples our our income over time, but how much time, effort, you know, money is this going to cost us short term and is that worth it at this point? Um, so I think, you know, it, it just it really gave us that good sense of, you know, a better sense of, oh, I think we can do it versus Oh, this is what's going to require to do it, yeah, and yeah. you know that's that. There's a big difference there, and I think uh, you know before we started with this whole process, we were just kind of faking it, you know, as best we can, as best we could. We didn't really realize how much money we were pouring into it. We didn't realize how much time it was taking until you started really like adding some of this stuff up, and it was like, holy shit! Like we're not. We thought we were making a little bit of money every month on this, and it's like uh, we're losing money right yeah. now to do yeah. this. Like, and until we put pen to paper and really started to go through some of these flows, like we just, I think we we're kind of going through the motions and hoping that, like, crossing our fingers that we're we yeah. were making it work. You right. know, I mean, we how much did we do in order to get our one on one side of the the business going? You know, it, it was we took some we took two two courses and it's awesome that we're, we're going to have a, an opportunity to meet our original instructor for the for those co- courses we're going to meet and have an interview with the instructor of those courses um coming up this season and that process in order to flush out who we should work with and then we also shared with you um in an earlier episode with this workflow, your personal income goals and like what you should be making per day and, and like who you should be contacting. Well, now this is if you're on the level of business owner and maybe you're not doing as much of the coaching, but you have to have an overall view of the entire business in the multiple revenue streams that you have coming in. This is a great way to see exactly the the ebbs and flows or the ins and outs as far as cash flow and versus expense um, of what you're going to see and in also how that looks over the span of a couple of years. So that's the two workflows that we have here. So with the monthly feasibility workflow, what's kind of cool, like I said, everything that's in green is something that you have to input. Everything else is already done for you. Right. And I think the big eye-opener to this was, you know, when you don't know what these numbers are and you're seeing influxes of five, six, seven thousand $7,000 a month coming in in revenue and you're like, Oh, that's great. Like who doesn't want an extra seven, eight thousand dollars a month in revenue? Mm-hmm. But what did it cost you to make that seven or eight thousand dollars? And I think like once we finally fig like went through the numbers and we're like, holy shit, like if it makes you if it costs you ten grand to make eight grand, that's not a good investment in your time and as well as money, right? Like if you're losing two grand every month and you don't even realize it because you have to pay coaches, you have to pay the overhead, you have to pay the space, you have to pay, you know, um, you have to do all these different things or what is your acquisition for each client to come in? You know, like when you add all those numbers up and if you're two grand in the hole every month because you haven't done the numbers and you're just looking at it as like, oh, I get an extra eight grand if I run this membership thing or if I run this group thing or if I do this or if I do that, and you don't really know what it costs you to bring in that eight grand, it can be a false sense of security where you're like, man, you know, like I'm doing pretty well here. And then all of a sudden you punch in the numbers and it's like, 
Oh. Uh, well, especially if you're spending a ton of time doing it. Right. You know, and, it, like and that's got to be factored too. You know, what's your, what's your time worth in, like you said before, man, if if you have no bearing on all those factors, at least you can make an informed decision. Right. And that's really what, what this is all about. Uh, the next workflow is what they call the rolling 12-month P&L, or profit and loss. Um, it's from a book from Greg Crabtree called Small Numbers, Straight Talk, Big Profits. Um, I wouldn't say big profits all the time, <laughs> but he actually, he, what was really cool was the idea that if you're running a business, your whole the whole idea of a healthy business would be if you're making at least 10% profit. If it doesn't get to around that 10% profit margin, then you should really dial in your your expenses versus um, your revenue, um, or you should change your expectations of like if you don't mind making a whole lot of money, you know, or if you're okay with what you what you bring in. Or possibly doing an adjunct thing to make a little more money, right? So this gives you a really good idea, and again, um, a yearly comparison, month by month, to see different changes in, like, do you make more in the in different parts of the the year? Are there are there um, patterns to your revenue and your expenses? You know, knowing when money is going out and knowing when money could be coming in can be very helpful. Totally. And I think, you know, what this does is it it gives you a snapshot of, you know, what you do throughout the year. And like you said, you're going to, most people are going to have some sort of ebb and flow, especially, you know, um, we've been in the business of trading time for money for a long time. And, you know, we happen to live in a really shitty climate where quite honestly, I haven't seen grass in probably three, four months now. Um, so, you know, you've got people that are going to up and take off for periods of time. And does that happen in certain months? Does that happen more in the summer, more in the winter? For here, I cannot quite honestly tell you it's more in the winter for us where we've got people that just want to get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can only take so much of this crap and then it's like, man, I got to get out of here for a while. So if you know that in those those winter months and you have specific numbers of how much your average revenue dips in those months, you can actually set up, you know, marketing strategy strategies and or, you know, going out and hitting the pavement a little bit more during those months to make sure that you're getting potential new clients in the door to kind of make up for the fact that you know you're going to take a $4,000 hit, you know, roughly over this course of time based on just clients leaving and going on vacation or clients leaving and going someplace warm for a couple months. Um, you know, all that stuff is really, really good to know so that it kind of sets you up through the year where it's like, okay, I know at this time, you know, around this late August, early September area where people are starting to go back to school, you know, people get busy, people don't come in typically as much because they're trying to get everything situated for the fall, for the transition from summer to, to school time again. Hey, you know, let's kick off a marketing campaign and try to drive some more, some new faces in the, in the facility mm-hmm. so that now I don't lose that money or potentially that we take a less of a hit during that time when we know we're going to be a little bit slower due to just the transition of how people's lives are transitioning from one thing to another. And I'm sure, I'm sure you you really like it when you can't take as much money home in a month too. Right. That's also that's like all sitting, great. make sure you have enough in the bank so that like you're not taking it all out every single month 
and then your taxes are due and you're kind of screwed, you know, like, well, where am I going to pay my taxes? Well, I mean, if you're like some of our clients, they have right. like family that, that takes care <laughs> right. of the taxes for you. Hey, uh, dad, I completely forgot <laughs> I, to t- pay I my did, taxes. I didn't pay year. my taxes this year. You're and... 35 years old. Right. <laughs> Do you think you can take care of those for me? <laughs> you did the last, well, Every year, sorry, right. you know, <laughs> well, but like having enough in the bank in order to project out if things aren't going to be right, you know, right. as far as um, the the amount that you need in order to survive every single month. This is exactly how it ties into all the other sheets and why this is more like a mind map where you have all the different hubs. They, they all influence each other. It's like one gigantic system. And if you don't take a look at the big picture... You won't see how you know, the revenue changes, how the expenses either go up or gone down, depending upon what you need. And then from there, what you can expect to draw every single month to still not worry about your, your going bankrupt, really. Right. And I think, you know, like if, if you're in the boat that, you know, we're in, where the majority of our revenue comes from trading time for money, you know, I know personally, I do like to take at least a vacation a year. Like I like to get out of here and kind of like recharge and not have to worry about like being in the office for yeah. a week to 10 days. Right. Well, wouldn't it be nice? It's not a vacation every day right? in here. <laughs> wouldn't it be nice to be able to kind of have an idea of when you have kind of a dip in clientele that you could schedule your vacation around that versus, Oh, I'm going to take my vacation sometime in November when maybe November is the biggest revenue month of the year for you, mm-hmm. you know, like why would you want to take away from the fact that that's that's the month where you make the most money and you're going to spend the less day, the least amount of days that month in the office? That doesn't even make any sense, you know. So <laughs> I think like you know for 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 us who you know sometimes when you when you're in the fitness world like you know that vacation thing is just a faux pas and you just work through the year and like you know. There's a lot of times where you'll sacrifice your own self, you know, like well-being for the betterment of your business or your clients. But quite honestly, it's like, you know, as I've gotten older, it's like, man, I need that time to be able to actually come back and like feel like I can give everything to my clients again. And wouldn't it be nice to kind of have an idea of when your slower times of the year are so that, you know, when you take that week-long vacation, you're not thinking about like, Oh man, not only did this vacation cost me this, but it also cost me, you know, what did, what was I going to make that week? Well, if half your clients are also on vacation or in Florida because there's still, yeah. you know, 24 inches of snow on the ground, hey, wouldn't it be great to freaking take off during that time as well? Yeah. So that now, you know, maybe, you know, your average weekly income from your clientele is around three grand. What if you only lost? a thousand bucks for that week, you know, like, great. Now I just saved two grand on the back end, right. You know, versus, oh yeah, let's uh, just take off, you know, a week during the busiest time of year that I have. And let me, you know, let me lose all that money plus whatever, you know, I'm spending (laughs) on my vacation. So that's that's a great feeling. (laughs) Oh, it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing like scaring the pants off yourself and then making sure that you have enough money for the next month. Right. When you feel like you got to work three times as hard, it, it just, it, that's not a comfortable feeling. No, no. And I think like going through this process has kind of helped us 
with some of that stuff as well as, you know, like, hey, if we're going to take some time off, this would be a good time to take some time off. Hey, if we're going to go do some continuing education, this might be a good month to do that. You know, where, where, where would you go if you could go anywhere right now? Anywhere? Somewhere where it's nice and warm on a beach. Like, I'd go to Mexico. And up in Mumbai. Oh, I mean, like, if I could go anywhere and I didn't have to, like... You know, worry about if how much was it was no gonna, object. Oh, dude, I'd like go stand in one of those huts in the middle of the ocean in Fiji. <laughs> like someone feeding you grapes. I, yeah, I don't, I don't need a, I don't need a freaking TV. I don't need a cell phone. Like, make sure my drink is never never empty. Wait, you have a cell phone? It. Wait, you you wouldn't even have a cell phone? Hell no. Not even to see Instagram. No. Okay. No. Not Instagram, at all. Instagram would be in front of you. Everywhere. And pretty much, dude. Like <laughs> being able to like be out in the ocean, like in one of those fucking huts, like that'd that be pretty cool. You wake up and the ocean's right there, like you look down in the floor of the <laughs> oceans underneath you. I mean, that would be dope. That would be really cool. Yeah. That that's the way to do it, man. That is the way to do it. This is everything that accompanies the first six episodes of this season. So uh, make sure that you go over to bizbody.net and get that done. Give us a, a four star review. While you're at it, right? Four or five. Four or five. One how many those, stars? How many stars can you give us? Can give you us ten. Give us bonus stars. Yeah, give us the bonus stars. <laughs> like, where in the comments you leave extra stars. Till next time, guys, we'll have some interviews coming your way. So, uh, so look out for those in the upcoming shows. Peace.